Dark Secrets. Hey there, I'm LaDonna Humphrey. And I'm Amy Smith. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in some very dark places. And today we will be shining that light on Lake Michigan's North Fox Island and its connection to child exploitation and trafficking. So buckle up, friends, and let's dive right in. This story begins with a man named Francis D. Sheldon. And in 1960, Sheldon, a millionaire, outbid the state government for North Fox Island. The island, shaped like an upside-down teardrop, is 19 miles off the coast of Michigan. The property, originally owned by an elderly widow, was a piece of real estate that the state of Michigan really wanted to purchase. So they offered the widow $3,500 to buy it. But Francis Sheldon, he wanted that isolated property even more than the state did. So he offered $20,000 to buy it. Soon after the purchase, the first thing Sheldon did was build an airstrip. Okay, okay, stop right there. Wait, wait, wait. This is beginning to sound a lot like Epstein. Yeah, buy an island put in an airstrip. I mean, it's it's crazy. And get this, that airstrip, it was 3,000 feet long. And that was where Sheldon, a former Michigan Air National Guardman, mind you, he would touch down in his private plane. It's also the same airstrip where dozens and dozens of young campers would arrive in the summer and they would stay in their hidden cottages. Later, the survivors of North Fox Island, they would describe how they became victims of sexual abuse, trafficking, and child pornography on this island. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I'm clear about this. So not only was he flying into this private island himself for whatever reasons, but he was also flying young kids there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. It's almost like him and Epstein and all these other creeps in the world had a, you know, dummy's guide to building your own pedophile island. I don't know what to call it, but it's pretty clear that Sheldon and Epstein had a lot in common. I mean, they're both secretive people. They're millionaires that purchase private islands so they can prey on young victims. Uh, I mean, that's a lot, but you know what? I don't even think that's all because like Epstein, Sheldon was also a philanthropist and he also had powerful friends. Mm -hmm. And like Epstein, Sheldon never stood trial for his crimes. In Sheldon's case, instead of suicide, Mm -hmm. after he was, yeah, right. After he was, (laughs) after he was accused of these improprieties on the island, he suddenly disappeared. Yep, disappeared just like a magician. Poof. Poof, I'm gone. Yep. Well, Sheldon, he officially launched his illicit island of improprieties in 1975 with a program called, and uh, I just can't, um, Brother Paul's Nature Camp. And I tried to find out why he named it Brother Paul's, but... I came up dry. So um, Brother Paul's nature camp was a camp that brought scores of children to the island during the summertime. The camp promised to provide kids with remedial tutoring, counseling, temporary lodging, 
boarding retreats, and emergency care for runaways. I mean, all the buzzwords that, you know, a struggling parent would go, oh, that'd be so great for my child. But this mission, of course, was a front for the camp's real purpose. It's just disgusting. This is just awful. I cannot stand that these type of people exist and they exploit children like this. Yeah, the vulnerable ones, for sure. And I know that we say this in a lot of the episodes, but just when you think it can't get any worse, it does, because Sheldon had some help. And of that help, there was a Catholic school gym teacher named Gerald Richards. He assisted in luring these children, even some of his own students from the Catholic school, to the camp. And he promised them, hey, you know, come to this camp. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll go hiking. We'll swim. We're going to learn more about nature. Later, when Richards pleaded guilty to the charges of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, as he testified about his role in Michigan's pedophile trafficking community, he told the congressional hearing that he testified to just how horrible these activities were that were happening. He even admitted that it was shameful that he had participated in this as a teacher. And I don't feel sorry for him, but I'm glad that he recognized just how awful that was for those families. You know, they trusted their kids with him. I mean, he was a a gym teacher at a Catholic school. Before um, Richards was arrested, and that was on July 23rd, 1976, the police alleged that he called Sheldon to warn him. And after he warned Sheldon, Sheldon, that's when he disappeared. And then a few months after that, Sheldon is long gone, but Richard's still there holding the bag, so to speak. And on September 13th, 1976, Richards was sentenced to up to 20 years in prison. Wow. I mean, just like Epstein, they both have their fall people. This is true. And, you know, I don't feel bad that he went to prison. I mean, just, you know. No, he's just as guilty. Don't drop the soap, Richards. (laughs) Yeah, really. Or drop the soap. That's fine. Um, Richard wasn't the only person involved in um, Sheldon with this horrific conspiracy on this island. A gentleman by the name of Dyer Grossman. He was a wealthy science teacher. And I also saw where he was a reverend. And then Malcolm McConaughey. I think that's how you say it. He was a former Boy Scout assistant scoutmaster that also went by the alias of Adam Starchild. They were also involved in this exploitation scheme. And I looked up Adam Starchild and he scared me. He just looked, he just had that creep vibe all over him. He looks like a, he, he looks like what you think a pedophile looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. If you looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, that his picture would be as an example. Example A. Well, I I also think that it's really creepy that he chose this alias that has the name child in it. Adam Starchild. I mean, what a freak. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's all sorts of not right going on with him and these other other guys involved in this horrible scheme. But according to the police records, the men also assisted Sheldon in setting up a number of shell companies like Church of the New Revelation and the Ocean Living Institute. 
Epstein, too, if you remember, he was notorious for forming shell companies. And in a twist of irony, he, along with Ghislaine Maxwell, also operated an oceanic conservancy group called the Terra Mar Project. So I don't know what it is about these ocean institutes. I don't either. Um, very, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's also like it's like chapter two. You know, set up a, a shell company that has something to do with the ocean. I mean, because it seems like they all have one. Yeah, it's just, it's it's creepy and it's odd how much these two stories parallel each other. I almost think that perhaps Epstein, maybe he took a page from Sheldon's book and tried to emulate what he was doing on a different level. I mean, it's po- it's possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I guess just like any corporations it it looked like these people shared notes that's what it it's definitely what it feels like and Mm -hmm. you know the truth is the realities of north fox island are absolutely horrific according to court records the island housed a subscription service that centered on the production of child pornography and the sexual abuse of boys ages 7 to 16 it's horrible very sobering fact and this is going to sound a little familiar too In exchange for contributions, the camp's, quote, sponsors, unquote, could receive pornography that was produced on the island or even visit the island in person. And the wealthiest sponsors, well, they got to abuse the boys themselves. Yeah, that's chapter three of Dummies for Pedophiles. I mean, it's exactly like how Epstein set up. It's just absolutely gross, horrific. Yeah. Well, this Brother Paul's nature camp, it wasn't Sheldon's only avenue for preying on children. He also brought children to the island in the wintertime, too. So it wasn't just a summer, a summer fun time. Um, He'd bring him in the wintertime and the kids would go hunting where he would also take the children skiing in Aspen and to beach parties in the Caribbean. So, I mean, he had... He had every season lined up, plenty of opportunity to bring kids in. What is really frightening, Amy, is the fact that according to a 1977 congressional hearing, the one that we talked about earlier, the North Fox Island wasn't unique. Sheldon was also part of something called the Boys Farm in Winchester, Tennessee. And that hellhole was run by a man named Claudius. He was an Episcopalian priest known as Father Bud. And he was eventually himself charged with pornography and molestation in conjunction with the boys' farm. Wow. I mean, it runs, it runs deep for sure. You know, when this North Fox Island child abuse scheme was finally uncovered, I think it's important to mention that police discovered something incredibly frightening. They discovered documents outlined on how others could set up lucrative organizations similar to Brother Paul's in different states. So they literally Mm -hmm. were writing their book on how to set up pedophile operations. That's disgusting. And I, I'm telling you, this feels very much like something that we've covered in another episode, and that would be the story of John D. Norman. Remember, he even had 
sponsors. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Norman wasn't involved in this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, they all have the buzzwords. They have all have the same buzzwords. You know, not only do they have the philanthropy, you know, down to a, a science and ocean, but they've also got the sponsors and the, the whole business plan is just creepy. It is. I mean, and I definitely think that this is something that John D. Norman would have been involved with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he gave him gave him tips and how to's and how not to's. And, you know, and I think I think John Norman all the way to Epstein and probably, unfortunately, hundreds in between. Uh, just it, it, you know, you can use the words that we say a hundred times when you talk about this horrific, awful, I'm disgusted, but I'm also really sad. And I, I'm scared that these types of things are happening in the United States and honestly throughout the world. And it's like people have blinders on because I think they don't want to believe this kind of crap happens, but it does. Right. And until they believe it and stand up and say, not one more child. We are going to continue to see this level of abuse continue to escalate, and we will watch human trafficking numbers continue to climb. And listeners, you've got to stand with us and do something about it and look to your communities and see how you can get involved in organizations that are trying to stop human trafficking. It's it's really important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was in the 70s. Just think how more sophisticated they've gotten. And they were pretty dang sophisticated back in the day where you you wouldn't have thought they were. So, I mean, with the Internet, just just think of, you know, how their business plan has evolved. I mean, it's just it's frightening. Well, and I I don't want to derail us too much, but, you know, just think about season one and we see how sophisticated these death fetishers are on line with these, you know, CD online communities. And we know right. that a lot of these people in the death fetish community that go on to commit murders when they're arrested nine times out of 10, we find child porn on their computers and as something that they're interested in. And so I share that because if the fetishers are, are well organized and crafty, then you got to believe that these, you know, pedophiles are too, even more so because they're talking about children. And so we got to wake up, America. We've, we've got to put a stop to this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And this, you know, the North Fox Island, this ring, it crumbled after Richards, you know, the former gym teacher, was arrested on the molestation charges in July of 76. He did admit to meeting Sheldon through Better Life Monthly, which was a um, pedophile porn mag. I guess there's a magazine out there for everyone. Um you know, he confessed, Richards confessed to destroying the collection of child pornography that Sheldon had collected as a way to save their families from any embarrassment. Okay. I was looking up something on this magazine and it was, Sheldon was a staff writer for this Better Life Monthly. Are you kidding me? No, he was. He was a staff writer, and um, he described this magazine um, representing an international organization 
and get this, quote, seeking liberation for boys and boy lovers. I mean, that was their that was their mantra for this magazine. Okay, so basically he was a NAMBLA member too then. Exactly, yeah. It was probably, you know, produced and funded by the sponsors of NAMBLA. But yeah, I read that and I thought, oh, dear me. <laughs> that is awful. And something you said, I mean, it makes me chuckle, you know, they destroyed the child porn because they didn't want the families to be embarrassed. I'm sorry, buds. Your families are embarrassed already. Too late. <laughs> already happened. Thanks, though. Appreciate that. They were still just trying to cover their butts is what they were trying to do. They could care less about their family. That's right. If they cared about their families and their friends and, and themselves, they wouldn't be involved in this kind of you know, horrific uh, abuse against children. So I reject the fact that they were embarrassed. They weren't embarrassed. Nah, nah. They're just, they were just trying to be slick. Well, for sure. And, you know, I, I know we're not going to cover it in this episode, but I'm going to give like a little bit of a spoiler because I think it's important to point out that we are going to have a second part of this discussion, which will be our part two, because there is some belief that there was a connection with Sheldon and North Fox Island and some of the things that were happening with the Oakland County child killer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a whole different can of worms to open up. But my thought on this and the reason I bring it up here is that I believe that they destroyed some of the child porn or all of the child porn because they knew that some of these kids had been murdered and they wanted to hide the evidence. I believe that with my whole heart. Absolutely. Yeah, they weren't they weren't getting rid of the pictures just to get rid of them. No, not at all, but there was there was a reason. Well, you know, our buddy Sheldon, um he took off. He disappeared after Richards warned him, but that didn't stop police. They issued an arrest warrant for Sheldon on December 20th of 1976. And they charged him with second-degree criminal sexual conduct. And like I said, you know, Sheldon, of course, disappeared. It's believed that he fled to Michigan in his private plane. And according to police reports, Sheldon's plane had been missing from its Ann Arbor hangar. And this was a, a plane that he used a lot. So, right. you know, a plane doesn't just go missing. He just... He said, rut row, Raggy, and I'm yeah. taking off. Gots to go. Uh, yeah, gots to go. And so he he took off. But before he left, Sheldon set up a $2 million trust in the Virgin Islands because he knew he was going to need some money. And he was successful in executing that and then later retrieving that money. So, you know, he remained a millionaire, a fugitive millionaire. Wow. I mean, that's that's pre-planning right there. That's like your 401k at work. That's right. It's just awful. I'm really, this story really disturbs me on a lot of levels. And I think mainly because it's a repeat of what we've seen with Epstein and, you know, other cases, but it was happening in the 70s. You know, I was born in 73, you know, just thinking 
back to my childhood, that seems like such a simpler time. It was. I mean, it truly was. But to know that these kind of things were going on, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time accepting it. I mean, I believe it. I know it. I see it. I work in this field of true crime and do do the research. But it just is hard for me to envision that that was happening in the 70s. But friends, it was. And we should all be scared to death to think about what's happening today. Yep. Shaking in our boots for sure. Well, Sheldon, you know, he didn't ever serve any time, but it is believed that he possibly died in Amsterdam September 5th, 1996. I, I couldn't find anything more on that, but that's just kind of what police suspect. So he was never punished for any of his crimes. Well, I think it's interesting that he fled to Amsterdam because Amsterdam is almost a lawless society when it comes to um, trafficking and child pornography and the whatnot. And I say lawless because just so much of it's going on there. It's sure. just like a, I, I, probably I should say it's a hub instead. But exactly, I, yeah. I'm not surprised that he went to Amsterdam at all. No, I'm sure that was chapter six in the book. You know, when all else fails and when it hits the fan, go to Amsterdam. <laughs> that kind of rhymes. When it all did kind of, didn't it? <laughs> Has your pedophile booty down to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> Come up with a TikTok on that. <laughs> yes. Or maybe we have some sort of career in uh, true crime songs about these sickos hey you know we could dr seuss is one of my favorites i think we could wrap him in all seriousness this is it for today's episode friends there is going to be a part two i already mentioned that it's a little bit of a spoiler i think we should dig in a little bit deeper to sheldon um the reason why they destroyed the child pornography uh, any you know potential connection to murder and maybe any potential connection to other traffickers that we have talked about this season on Deep Dark Secrets. So please, everyone, just make plans every Monday to tune in to Deep Dark Secrets. You just know that we're going to bring you well-researched content about human trafficking. We're going to tell stories that are important because we want to remember and honor the victims, but we also want to equip you, the listeners, with the information that you need to keep your family safe and to combat trafficking in your own backyard. So just keep joining us on our journey into the dangerous world of human trafficking. And until then, stay safe out there. And remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash deep dark secrets. Sign up and you will receive Deep Dark Secrets merchandise, extra episodes, and much more. For more information about our podcast, visit deepdarksecretspodcast.com.